Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comedian and host of Bachelor Nation News, here for your pop culture afternoon podcast, April 19th, 2023. It's a hump day, folks, and we've got a lot of random stories to get into right now on Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, yeah, we got that old school funk today. We're going old school. We're snapping fingers. We're shaking hips. I love watching an old person dance, don't you? Don't you go out there and you just snap away at things? We're grooving, folks. All right, lots to talk about. Bachelorette Rachel Recchia wrote an article published on today.com. You know, today.com, the first website I go to every day to see what the news is. I need to know what Hoda is up to. <laughs> if you watch the Today Show, they basically will just show you TikToks that went viral a month earlier that the boomers are finally getting to. All right, Bachelorette Rachel Recchia, why I'm telling the world about my breast reduction surgery. She said, for years, my large chest caused me pain and suffering when I went on TV. It only got worse. She actually talks about all of the um, wardrobe uh, issues she had trying to find an outfit that not only fit, but had the right cover up. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to read the article for you, but essentially as it gets as she gets into it, Rachel discusses that the more she talked about her issue and wanting to get her reduction, the more people that came to tell her about their story of the reduction they either want to get or have gotten. And of course... It's not a vanity thing. It's, you know, discomfort or uh, other other issues that may come. And good for her. Unfortunately, you know, due to the uh, hellscape of a capitalistic society we live in, she didn't even get it approved by insurance. So she had to wait till she got those big bucks from being a bachelorette. And uh, of course, boy, do we have some problems out there that, uh, you you know, she, she, she literally proved that she had pain and suffering and it wasn't enough. And in other pain and suffering, Clayton Eckerd has finally, uh, how about that for a transition, has finally, uh, you know, begun to uh, unearth his time as The Bachelor. And he shared on his Instagram stories his night one speech. Clayton says, night one speech. First off, I just want to say I don't think I've ever seen so many beautiful women in one room like I do now. I can already tell I'm going to be way in over my head, but in the best way possible. I want to thank you. Oh boy, Clayton had no idea. Either way, you can go check it out. It was on his Instagram story, just a bunch of chicken scratch. But good for him for sharing his night one speech. What I'd like to see, though, is when he has his um, post-fantasy suite speech. I'd like to see the notes on that one. Clayton's also working now as a real estate agent. He's got a house he's listing. I think in the 700, 750,000 in Arizona, 3,500 square feet. No word on whether that house comes with a fantasy suite. Although, in my eyes, a fantasy suite is whatever you make of it. Uh, and speaking of fantasies turning into realities, Lindsay Lohan reunites with her whole family in New York City before flying home for birth. That's right. I guess she's having a kid. Did you know that? Uh, Lindsay Lohan got to see her entire family for the first time in a long time. And ironically, it's also going to be the last time she sees them for a bit before she pops. TMZ has learned. Sources with direct knowledge tell us the actress was in 
in the Big Apple last week for business and pleasure, the latter being a last chance to see her flesh and blood in person before settling down at home in Dubai, where she lives, and getting situated for her imminent birth. Did not know that Lindsay Lohan lived in Dubai. You know, if you're an old millennial like me, Lindsay Lohan is, I mean, she, she's been around forever. We had her at Parent Trap and all the other movies, and she actually, I think, produced and starred in a Netflix Christmas movie, which, by the way, I was so excited for. It wasn't that good. And it wasn't her fault, really. As an actress, the charm was there. She just didn't have that much chemistry with her partner. But I loved the idea of the movie. It just, it just, it was a no from me, dog. But either way, we're happy Lindsay Lohan's healthy. And uh, look at that, even uh, repairing her uh, family relationship. She's the glue that bonds the Lohan empire. And um, in other news, oh, this is a sad story. Two-time Survivor contestant Keith Nail dead at 62 after about with cancer. Do you guys remember Keith Nail? A two-time contestant on the Survivor TV series. Um, his wife Dana tells TMZ Keith passed away Tuesday in his home in Keithville, Louisiana. No way. Keith lived in Keithville. That's pretty cool. After he discovered that he had the disease in January, Dana said it was unclear what type of cancer he had. His presence will definitely be missed. Keith was beloved by his fellow contestants from the Survivor franchise, who producers isolate a group of strangers on an island where they compete in endurance challenges to avoid elimination through voting until one person is left victorious. You remember Keith? We liked Keith. Well, uh, hoping his family's doing all right. In other news, oh boy, and it only gets heavier. There is a good uh, sort of, I hate to say good aspect to this next story I'm about to share, but it does show you that humanity and decency will prevail. Prosecutors charged 84-year-old white man with two felony Monday, uh, felonies Monday in the front door shooting of Ralph, Car- uh, Ralph Yarl, 16 years young, a black high school student who went to, to the home by mistake. It's a terrible story. I haven't talked about it yet, but I haven't been ignoring it, just processing because, you know, you just think of your own younger brothers or kids or whatever being in, in such a innocent situation immediately turned deadly. Uh, Jarl survived after being shot twice in the left forehead and right arm Thursday evening. The shooting sparked national outrage with protests and, from a number of celebrities. Andrew Lester was charged with first-degree assault in armed criminal action, surrendered to police Tuesday and bonded out. Out. Yeah, uh, there was no there was no um, charge initially, and people were like, "Are you kidding me?" Now I'm looking at a map right now. This is the sad truth. Um, uh, Yarl was trying to go pick up his younger brother, who was at 1100 Northeast 115th Terrace, but he accidentally went to 1100 Northeast 115th Street and was shot there. He has uh, an account of the shooting that was different from the shooter. The shooter says the door was being ripped open and he shot through it. And um, meanwhile, uh, we um, Ralph, the 16 year old says he just rang the doorbell. He was shot in the head fell to the ground and was shot again. And then, of course, was running down the street trying to get anyone to help him. Maybe people were alarmed seeing a a bloodied man running down the street. Just a terrible situation. Now, where does this situation become a good one? Well, it's hard to find the old you know, uh, the, the positive here, but a GoFundMe was started for Ralph Yarl and, uh, like in hours it raised half a million dollars. And I'm here to tell you, and cause Ralph is, 
he's responding. His update is Ralph is currently at home with his family. He can ambulate and communicate a true miracle considering what he survived. Each day is different. He has a long road ahead. However, we are very thankful that he is still here with us. And I'm happy to report that the goal for Ralph Yarl for GoFundMe has now crossed over $3,259,000 with 86,000 total donations from dollar donations to 15,000 and bigger donations. It just goes to show that our country has a gigantic thirst to unify, to come together with basic decency, with basic humanity uh, to overcome the you know, the, the evils that exist out there. And look, this isn't hyperbole, folks. There is there are so many people that are existing uh, out of fear, out of despair, out of uh, negative energy. And we just we just live in a time where we need to, I hate to say it, but we just need to come together with higher amounts of love. And that's not to say we just say thoughts and prayers will overcome everything. Thoughts and prayers accompanied by action, by change, by voting in uh, politicians that are there for us and not their, you know, rich donors. All of this is boiling to a a big thing that's coming in our direction, a big moment of change. I truly believe it. So either way, a cautionary tale, but God, God bless Ralph and his family and the fact that he's a fighter and has been able to stick around. And in another interesting story we're covering, Rust production set to resume this week with Alec Baldwin and original cast. As you guys remember, this was the devastating uh, shooting that happened by Alec Baldwin on set when his gun went off. Alec Baldwin and the cast and crew for the Rust movie will all be back on set tomorrow, more than a year after cinematographer Halen, uh, Helena Hutchins was shot and killed during production. A spokesperson for the film tells CNN, everything will be back underway Thursday at the Yellowstone Film Ranch in Montana, a place meant to honor her legacy. Rust originally began filming on set in New Mexico back in 2021 before Helena was fatally shot on set with a prop gun Baldwin was holding. Director Joel Souza was also shot and injured, bringing production to a screeching halt. Uh, so there had been a settlement. Uh, says here, Matthew Hutchins, Helena's widower, reached an undisclosed settlement in the wrongful death lawsuit filed against the actor and production companies back in October. Greenlighting filming for the movie to resume with the original principal players and Matthew as the executive producer. Yeah, so listen, this is an unprecedented time here, right? But uh, it's, it's super unfortunate. It's I don't know if they're ever going to come to terms with what actually happened. I've worked on plenty of sets where you have a, an armor, they show you the bar barrel of the gun before they hand it to you and it goes back and everything's really um, done in such a secure way. So, so an act like this would never happen, but either way, the widower becomes an executive producer. So, and not to mention that, but it's like all the other dozens, if not hundreds of people that work on the casting crew, it's a real sort of tough question to be asked. Like what should be done? Should they just scrap the project, the writer, you know, all the other people that have put their time and energy into it uh, would, would be kind of, um, uh, you know, they would be hit harder than Alec Baldwin would be. He doesn't need the money. So I, I actually agree that they should continue shooting this movie. Maybe it's cursed. Maybe the movie's going to flop. Maybe it'll just be interesting to people because of all of the drama that happened. But um, And I hate to use the term, the show must go on. Uh, but they've done what they can do, I think, to settle 
the wrongful death lawsuit. They've done all the other work to maybe, you know, find out what went wrong and, and do better moving forward. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's a tough one. And I hate that there's so many shooting topics on today's news, but hey, this is the world. This is America. Sadly, um, awkwardly, uh, we've got the next story here. I already covered this on YouTube. I'm just going to breeze right through it. Uh, Vanderpump Rules story. Um, Ra- Raquel awkwardly met Tom Sandoval's mom. So this is a story where Raquel, who, of course, is involved in the Scandoval cheating scandal, went back to St. Louis with Tom Sandoval when he was dating Ariana in the fall and there was an ice storm at the bar they were at, I guess. I don't know. Ice storms, does that happen in Missouri? And they had to seek shelter at Tom Sandoval's mom's house. And Tom Sandoval's mom knew exactly what was going on. Uh, didn't approve, but at the same time, gave, gave shelter to, uh, to Raquel. Uh, also, Tom Sandoval was caught uh, at, T- at LAX by TMZ. Here's what he had to say about his sort of ongoing issues after the fallout from his cheating scandal. Tom, man, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I just, I gotta ask, you think everyone should move on from this whole situation? Yeah, I think they should. You think too much was made of it? Um, I don't know. You're just surprised it's still continuing this far along? It's ridiculous, man. Um, the people that are perpetuating it the most are uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the squad of it all. All the girls involved? Yeah, all, yeah. all the... Uh, yeah. You, you, you see the photos? You, you see Ariana's kind of moving on? Yes, I love that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I love seeing my ex make out with another guy. Uh, so Ariana has moved on, making out with another guy also at LAX after a Coachella weekend. This is the sort of drama you'd expect to see out of a 22-year-old couple. They're, they're in their late 30s and early 40s. It's just a mess. Either way, the Von Dutch-wearing Tom Sandoval... Uh, and, and, you know, these conversations don't happen randomly. Of course, his PR people will call TMZ and say, hey, Tom's showing up flight 700 and you come and get him. And that's kind of all that goes down there. Um, but speaking of drama as it plays out on a large scale, Meghan Markle back in the news, whether she likes it or not, was damned whether she chose to attend King Charles' coronation or not, says royal expert. And you guys know where I stand on this. I think it's uh, I think it's complete political theater. It's just rubbish, the royal family. Yeah, they're dictators. They're colon- colonialists, right? They've taken over the world, and now they don't really have a job. They just put on these outfits. It's funny. And again, I might offend some of you. I don't really care. This is America, folks. This is democracy. But it's funny that we've got essentially role pl- cosplay. I mean, the royal family just dresses up the same way that L. Ron Hubbard dressed up for Scientology, right? They put on these stupid outfits. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Prince Harry uh, served in the in the army. That's that's something at least. But um, as far as like going to King Charles's coronation, I'd rather go to someone's quinceanera. I'd rather go to that kind of party. Um, it seems like. Um, uh, Meghan Markle, you know, uh, you know, because put it this way, we we get outraged. Uh, the media has taught us to get outraged for no reason whatsoever. People were outraged when it was announced that President Biden wasn't going to go to the coronation. And then we had to remind everyone that a president has never gone to the coronation. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Um, so author of Elizabeth and Philip, a story of young love, marriage and monarchy tells us weekly that Meghan Markle would have been damned if she did and damned if she didn't. 
She explained that Meghan Markle, 41, was the convenient person for the public to blame amid the Duke and Duchess of Sussex ongoing drama with the royal family. Prince Harry and his wife have been at odds with the firm since stepping back as senior royals in 2020. There was this absolute kind of going for her. It was very unpleasant trolling and viciousness. The author said of the cruel social media comments about Meghan and, at times, the British press controversial coverage of her. I think what we've seen is at best or at worst even, Meghan carried an ambivalence towards monarchy and really a total lack of understanding about what it was and how it worked. Yeah, can you imagine if the biggest news story in the country is that you didn't know how to bow down the right way to somebody's grandma? <laughs> you know, it's one thing to meet someone's grandma. It's another to not know how to bow and curtsy the right way. But either way... Megan's one of us, right? Uh, there's a reason we left the monarchy. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, it's I don't have really a beef with them. I just find it silly. And, you know, at any time, the monarchy could crumble, right? It's it's useless. You know, you're seeing countries uh, and colonies that are finally saying, ah, we don't want to be a part of this little thing you got going on over there. This cute little royal family thing you do with all the jewels and the corgis. No, thanks. And we've got some love is blind news coming to you right after this word from our advertisers. And for our final clip of the day, we've got Paul and Micah of Love is Blind. A little bit of a he said, she said, um, uh, social media arguing going on, which is always our favorite to cover. Here's a YouTube clip I'm going to share with you guys covering the whole story. I tell you what, these TMZ camera guys must be very busy right now, all hanging out at LAX. Here's what Paul had to say. Yeah, we dated a bit. Um didn't last for very long, you know. Um, I went and visited her, and then pretty much after I came back to Seattle, she like broke it off just like that. I was just like, okay. Cool. Oh, she broke it off with you? Yeah, immediately. I off to Europe with like some random person, like a random dude. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that's uh, weird. Like you broke it off at the altar, and then she broke it off dating. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think like at the altar when she wanted you to answer first? Do you think she was kind of almost setting you up to be the bad guy? It's possible. I don't like to think that, that that's true. Um, but I'm gonna say a non-zero chance, you know. Yeah, we did. A non-zero chance. What a engineer response. He's like, baby, uh, was sex good? And she's, he's like, did I make you, you know, you know, did you, did I get you there? And she's like, there's a non hundred percent chance that you did, but I don't know. All right. Either way. So he says they broke it off and she F's off to Europe right after. That's what he said. That's what he said. This is the type of conversation you have with a buddy. This isn't what you put out there because it's going to make you look bad, especially if it's not true. We'll get to that in a second here. So here's our good friend of the show, Zachary Reality, commenting on what went down. Uh, Micah responded. Micah has responded to Paul's TMZ interview at the airport. So Micah wrote in my comment section, this is how we are going to go about things. Noted, now I know what game we are playing here. Let's get it. And then just an hour later, she reposted Paul's right. Instagram story. Paul All right, so clearly they talked afterwards. Something must have happened because like uh, Zachary Reality just said, she had the notes. There it is. Oh, this is how we're going to go about things. Noted. Uh, 1,400 hearts and all that jazz. And then, of course, she responded. We'll go to her Instagram right now. She he, he issued sort of an apology. Not an apology. A clarification. Here's what Paul said. Listen, y'all. I want to clarify. We were broken up at that point, and she was within her right to date whomever, as could I. And the vacation to Europe wasn't until months after they had begun dating and we had broken up just because it hurt me doesn't mean it was wrong 
Listen, Paul, to be quite honest, you probably should have apologized here. I'm not one. I'm not the type of person who demands an apology, but right. And I'm just, let me know which one's the truth. Um, because that's what we we're here to just to find the truth. That's all we're trying to do. Um, where's my truth button? We're always here. You know, when you're trying to find the truth, we can't always say you can't handle the truth. So here he says the vacation wasn't until months after they had broken up. Look, look, and here's the deal. You could break up today and go on a european vacation tomorrow with another guy yeah sure it would look suspect like oh was this guy just a friend or whatever but you're heartbroken you try to work it out regardless the optics might not look great but months later that's a whole different story so this is what he said first she like broke it off just like that i was just like okay oh she broke it off with you yeah immediately off to europe with like she broke it off with me immediately f's off to europe like some random person like a random dude i'm like okay cool Okay, I'm glad he clarified, but sometimes you need more than a clarification because this makes it look like, and look, hey, I have no, I have no uh, real stake here, but it doesn't look good for him. Now, there's other drama surrounding the couple. People have asked me to report on this. I haven't really thought too much about it, but uh, Zach Reality, of course, here is going to get, um, he, he does a good job piecing it all together. Another moment that Paul has a deal with, which was the, um, the grazed bum that might have happened. Have a watch. This bridesmaid Ruby is talking about the moment where Paul allegedly touched her. So Vanessa brought this up at the reunion and here's the clip and then here's Ruby's response. Paul found a video and you slowed it down where Paul is leaving the bridal suite. You'll put an arrow where he's trying to move his way out of the bridal suite, tapping a little bridesmaid's tush. Let's take a look at this video, see what you think about it. Ruby has now taken to her Instagram stories to say this started out as funny and the internet reaching, but the comment about me liking it is extremely inappropriate. And just to clarify, I am and always will be team Micah. Is this Very interesting because, and again, I don't really have much of an opinion. People, uh, I know on Nick Vile's podcast, they were discussing the merits of walking by someone and grazing them. And hey, look, guys, guys at the bar will do it all the time. You pat, you kind of like will pat someone on the back to walk by them. Obviously, if it's down by the butt area, there's a different story happening. But he's walking out. There's all this stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. It's not like it's. It's not like he's. You know, go. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know. I'd love to know your opinions on it. Either way pretty funny so paul uh the the, the, the lo along with the side beef of the he said she said with micah paul's obviously had this uh beef with how vanessa conducted the interview i don't know if vanessa has a bias per se or if she's just bad at her job you know what i mean it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes but anyway he shared the spank gate video here y'all by the way on the internet are savage okay which we already yep. showed and then um next he said and then he posted a poll love is blinds paul accuses vanessa of having personal bias at reunion was it biased i don't think vanessa has a professional bias towards anyone on the show i just think she's not <laughs> good at what she does i related this way this is how we relate it. You guys watch Dancing with the Stars. Tom Bergeron was like the best host. He was just amazing. He was lovable. And then Tyra Banks came in and she tried to like diva, you know, stiff arm her way into like charisma. It just doesn't work that way. You can't stiff arm your way into charm. Maybe Vanessa doesn't possess that. Maybe she's got the personality type that just doesn't come off well. I don't know. But clearly people are upset about her. 
and not Nick Lachey, which by the way, I would hate to be in that household. I would hate to be working with my partner in the internet decides my partner sucks at the job. And cause it, you know, it'd be like, if I were Nick Lachey, I'd be like, Oh, I wish they would just tell me I sucked more. That way I wouldn't have to deal with this when he's like, Hey honey, can you pass the potatoes? And she's like, why don't you get another co-host? You know, you know, just reading the comments. Who knows if they do that? My guess is, is that celebrities read the comments too. So either way, good reporting there by Zachary reality to get Micah to respond. And I have to be honest, in my professional opinion right now, I have to lean on Micah taking a better high road than Paul. Merely by the fact that Paul had to immediately correct his story. And look, I get it. It's his first time talking to TMZ at LAX. Maybe he's wondering, you know, is my pre-check ready? Did I put clean socks on? Do I have liquids on me? Am I going to get these edibles snuck through? Which, by the way, at LAX, you can walk through with like 250, a lot of edibles. I don't want to say how many and get, you know, have the wrong number. Um, Anyway, um Uh, Here's what uh, Micah's response was. On a real note, there is a ton that happened between Paul and I that, of course, not everyone got to see or experience before and after the show. There was real love, and with real love comes real hurt. And that's our business. And for now, I'm going to keep it that way, and hopefully he will do the same. Time to move on. To Europe. Um, and then she said, I wish you guys got to see this date I planned for Paul after we forged rings. So they had a nice date there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of footage was left on the editing floor, which is surprising. I mean, there were other engagements that they never shared with us. You'd think that we would see that. All right, folks, how do you feel? You're all caught up on the news. Did you make it home today? Maybe you're sliding through uh, Wendy's to get a uh, loaded baked potato because you don't want to cook for your bratty kids. I don't know what's going on over there. If you enjoy what we're doing and enjoy this free podcast, the best way you can support the channel is to join our Patreon and put a little bread in the tip jar. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. There's a link in the description. And you can join the membership-only community where we have close to daily private live streams where I discuss all the inner workings of my life, including I've got my wedding videos, my reaction to all that, the planning, and now we're looking to buy a home. If you want to do some virtual home tours with us and hang out with our fun, supportive online community, just go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. And if you don't mind, at the very least, to help promote the channel by sharing with your friends, family, your community, wherever you listen to content, I've got some upcoming collaborations I'll be working on, and I look forward to sharing those with you. Don't forget, subscribe. Subscribe, rate, review, follow, skip it, jump it, bop it, loop it, and I will talk to y'all later. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.